Good morning. Uh, welcome back to a regular episode of the pod. By regular, I mean it's not actively hailing anymore, so that's pretty sick. You know, the bar is pretty low for a regular episode of this. So, yeah, no ice rocks falling from the sky today. Um, I have not thought even a teensy bit. What the Yep. Yep, 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 yep. I have not thought even a tiny bit, <laughs> so I was trying to say earlier, about what I want to talk about today. I really have not. I kind of want to tell more stories about, like, things that have happened in my life. But my life's kind of boring right now. And I have the memory of a squirrel. So I don't remember anything that's ever happened to me. So... I mean, this could just be like the background episode because I remember vague things about my life. <laughs> so I think I'll talk a little bit about living in LA and moving back home and why all of that has happened because I know I've mentioned it, but I've never really gone into detail about why I <laughs> had to move back home after living in LA. So. Here's the, the tale. Well, it all started <laughs> in middle school, which is where I had the grand idea of moving to LA to pursue a career in entertainment. I've always been very vague about it. I've never wanted to put a label on it like singing in particular or acting in particular or comedy or drama. I've always wanted to keep it vague because I like all those things and I'm not trying to pin myself down. I want to learn about everything in entertainment. And a bit, another big part of that was I grew up watching YouTubers and it was really disheartening to hear them say sometimes like, oh, I wanted to be an actor. Now I'm just stuck as a YouTuber. Because in my head, I'm like, well, what did you actually want to do? You wanted to like entertain people. You wanted to have followers that you could talk to and all that stuff. So I don't understand why you're upset that you're not in a movie because you have an even bigger audience than a lot of actors do, especially like D-list or whatever. And so that was always my thought on, on that. And especially when Vine came out, there were even Viners who were, were, were blowing up. And I think they had a big impact on me. There's just like, you know, certain Vines, even not even like the big ones, like what's well, 9 plus 10, <laughs> 21, or like, you know, the road work ahead, I sure hope it does, like, things like that, that are really big, obviously had an impact, because they were huge, like, cultural jokes, but, like, little things, like, just the way people said things in certain videos, I would just, like, adapt in the same way that you would with your favorite comedian, and so seeing them be upset about the way they grew their following, or be upset about, about not being what they wanted to be, and feeling like they didn't reach their potential always bummed me out. And I was like, well, I'm not going to put a label on it then. I'm not going to say I want to be a YouTuber because who knows if another platform comes out. I'm not going to say that I want to be an actor in a movie because maybe I'll be an actor in a sitcom and that'll be just as fun and just as fulfilling. I just want to entertain. So I've always been really vague about that and said entertainment, that's what I want to do. And I've also been very clear that I don't care if I'm necessarily famous or not. I really just want to be able to make ends meet. So work a job, 
for a certain amount of time and be able to have a side hustle that I can work and provide for myself. And my side hustle will be something I actually like. So something in entertainment, whether it's working at like a comedy club, you know, working, doing improv shows, doing stand-up, making YouTube videos, things like that. So I've been pretty self-aware from the start about <laughs> I'm not going to move to Hollywood and become Marilyn Monroe. I'm not going to move to New York and be on Broadway. I know where my, where my realities lie. I know what, what's probably going to happen. And so with that, I decided early on in middle school that I want to move to L.A. and do all this shit that I'm talking about there. I want to work there so that I can do entertainment stuff there. Not that big of a deal, or not that not big of a deal, but it's not that weird of a concept because I already live in South Cal South South California. I've literally have never said that. I always say SoCal. I've always lived in Southern California, and I'm like in a couple hours away from from LA, and so it's not that crazy of an idea. It's not super far from my parents. It would not be some insane risk, though still riskier than not going to college, which isn't in my plan and what never was. I wanted to go to college really bad when I was in like elementary school <laughs> because I didn't know anything because I was in elementary school. And so I would be like, I want to go to Harvard. <laughs> but I realized now that I probably don't want to go to Harvard. <laughs> I don't think there's much for me at Harvard. I realized, because I was really, I was one of those kids who was like gifted, <laughs> gifted in elementary school and was always like the top of the class and then they get to like middle school and high school and they just start becoming dumber and dumber that was me um i was one of those kids i was i passed the gate test which i called the gay test when i was a kid and my mom was like huh because i was like mom i'm, I'm a gay kid <laughs> she was like what do you mean and i was like i took like a test and they said i'm, I'm gay and she was like do you mean gate like g-a-t-e gate which stands for gifted and talented education or something like that. And I was like, oh, sure, that's what I mean. So I did pass to get it. I didn't end up doing it, but I was smart enough to do it, or at least like weird enough to do it. I still don't really know if that means you're smart or if that means your brain's wired a different way. My brain's definitely wired a different way, but I don't know if that necessarily makes me smarter. I think it just makes me uh, have more panic attacks, but whatever. So I was a smart kid, <laughs> I wanted to go to college. Uh, in middle school, like at the beginning, like seventh grade, I remember being like, can I just test out and get straight to college? Like, I just thought I was so smart. Well, plot twist, I'm not, I just like attention. So I like being the smartest kid, so I would try really hard. But eventually that attention isn't enough to get you to want to learn more about like long division or I don't know whatever whatever some like hard math shit logs and shit like that not not smart enough to care truly or like science I really struggled in science because I just don't think any of it's real I do think I believe in science <laughs> I trust scientists I just don't I just don't I don't know I'm, I'm not an anti-vaxxer I think that's what I'm trying to get at I think me saying that I don't believe in science makes me sound like a weird climate change denier I just don't get it, okay? I just don't get how we can prove shit is real or not. Nonetheless, <laughs> not the point. So, then in like eighth grade and freshman year, I decided like pretty, I was pretty set that I wanted to move to LA. And I have a friend I'm still friends with named Kim, and we became friends in middle school because we're both 
we both looked like lesbians and people thought we were gay. People thought everyone in our friend group was gay. Most of us were. I wasn't. <laughs> Most of us in that group were. And so we really bonded over that. And we played basketball and stuff like that. So we had same interests. And then we had talked about moving together because she didn't really, I, I mean, I don't know. I could be getting this messed up because it's been a while. But I don't think she had like a set plan at that point. I think she was just down. She wanted to be a photographer. I think she still does, you know. She has, same as me, like a lot of interests. Doesn't want to peg down. Peg. <laughs> she does want to peg. But they don't want to peg down into one particular thing. They want to do multiple things and have, you know, a lot of careers and jobs and and things. Do a lot for their soul. And so we were very on that vibe together. So we had talked about LA. You know, I was like, I'm not going to hold her to it if she doesn't want to do it. I even have a note in like an old diary I found recently that just says, um, like on my list of like plans, it's like Kim maybe <laughs> for LA. She might find some other interest and want to do that or go to college or do something else. And so we, you know, it wasn't set in stone, but it was, it was just an idea we tossed around. And then my freshman year, I met someone. I'm not friends with this person anymore, so I'm not gonna use their real name. I'm just gonna call them. Uh. Uh. <laughs> I'm going to call them Greg. So I met Greg my freshman year. Uh, Greg is a woman. I don't know why I chose the name Greg, but whatever. Greg can be a lady name. Who cares? So I met Greg. She was very like, <sighs> there's a dog in front of me. Where did that dog come from? It's so slow and funny looking. What are you doing? Where is your owner? What? 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 There's a dog here. Oh my god. <laughs> Hello? Y'all see this? Uh, I'm gonna cross the street. It's been good talking to you, dog. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I wish this was a video podcast sometimes. I really do because just things have happened and I can't even, I can't even describe what happened. Anyways, sorry. Um, so Greg is a senior and I'm a freshman. Look, senior freshman relationships can be cool. They can be fun. Not relationships. I meant like a friendship, not like in a weird way, but like a relationship. They can be cool. They can be fun. I think sometimes they can be great for, for both parties, whatever. But gen, generally speaking, especially if it's like a relationship relationship, like dating, but even in friendships, they can be a little bit toxic. I think the older people can influence the younger ones sometimes. Now, in hindsight, as a adult woman, I'm like, hmm. I had a couple friends who were freshmen my senior year, but we weren't that tight. My besties weren't freshmen. I think that's kind of weird. But to each their own. I know some cool freshmen. They were, I was cool with them. But again, they were like in my group sometimes, hung out sometimes, gave them rides, like stuff like that. But if the person that you like hang out with the most and like that you rely on the most as a freshman is a 14-year-old, 
that's a little weird now I realize. So I was 14, all my friends were seniors. This was at the public high school in my city, uh, in the name of my city, like the namesake's high school. Kim, who was my best friend still at the time, went to a different high school on the other side of town. And so we did not go to school together. I literally dropped my phone in the toilet the first day of freshman year, and we could not talk the whole day, and it was the worst thing ever. But nonetheless, I met this person in the theater department, Greg, and a couple of other people. Greg was gothish, uh, not like goth, goth, but compared to everybody else, I think most people classified her as goth looking or like just edgy, obviously. Very expressive, self-expressive in their own style. If you if you just looked at them, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's like scary. They're goth or whatever. But they weren't like that at all. They were <laughs> they were very nice, very like soft-spoken. They were not at all like threatening in any way. Now some of their friends were. <laughs> some they were they were very they were a presence. But I really wanted to be friends with them because they were in theater and I thought kids in theater were cool. <sighs> Same year that there was a guy in my theater class and I thought he was really cool. He wasn't, spoiler alert, he ended up becoming a cannibal, but I'm not going to get into that right now. So, <laughs> Greg, as I've named her, and I were really close, uh, you know, Greg, it was classic theater kid shit, took me under her wing, would read my tarot cards, figured out that I liked that guy, and I was like, oh my god, I like it, well, whatever, you know. She would tell me who she liked, she was... I don't know if lesbian's the right word. I think she was bi with a heavy preference for women. And so she'd tell me about like the girls she liked and whatever, whoever she was obsessing over that week. And so we were both very different. Greg was a cancer. I'm a Taurus. I've spoken on my issues with cancers before. I've been over that, okay? We all know that we don't vibe like that. This was a classic case. We were complete opposites, but we did balance each other out for most of the time. So we're really tight, bye. She graduated. She graduated, obviously I was a freshman. I transferred that year because I had no more friends. And the friends that I had, like the other people that I, I knew that were my grade, I just wasn't that close with. And I found this school that was like a performing arts school in like the town over. And I really wanted to go there. And it felt like one of those decisions, like getting into that school would have been a make or break of like my life. Like, you know, those decisions that you feel like in your chest like if you don't get it you're you're ruined like you need you need it it felt like that and in hindsight it was but for completely different reasons um so i got me and kim in my mom went really hard for this you got to give her credit where it's due mommy issues aside she really she really she really stepped up for this and so she got in me and my friend kim so sophomore year we started going to this school I'm not gonna name, but it's like a quote-unquote performing arts school. It had a good amount of money from the city, but it was not very developed. It was like its second year, and so we come in together. We become even like, close as ever, really. Like it's hard not to when you're the only ones coming from a completely different city. The city that we went, we're going into, was a little bit more uh, white and rich than where we were coming from. So. It was definitely a cultural shock for us, and as well as we were a cultural shock to them. So that part was interesting, but 
nonetheless, but it doesn't, that doesn't really pertain to the story. That's a whole other conversation. I could talk about my high school experience another time. So, I'm still friends with at this time. Oh shit, I said a, oh my god, I said a real name. Oh my god, I have to go edit this. Ugh. Greg. Oh my god, it's so annoying. I have to edit this podcast. I never edit these podcasts. Oh my gosh. Bummer. Oh my god, I'm so stupid. Okay, Greg. Greg, Greg, Greg. What's my time stamp? 449. <laughs> okay. I need to come back to this point and edit that out. So, I'm still friends with Greg at this point. Greg is going to like the local college. And we have like pretty set and stunned stone, but we plan to move to LA together. Meet Greg and Kim. It's not set in stone, positively. I'm still like, I try to be cautious and realistic. So I'm like, I don't know. Greg has been out of high school for four years or three or whatever. So Greg's had some time. Greg moved to Oregon. Greg, you know, has done many jobs. And so I'm not like, I'm like, I totally understand that Greg might move on and want to do something else by the time I graduate. However, Greg works at Walmart my, at the end of my senior year until when I graduate and is still pretty keen to the idea of going to LA. Kim is also like into it still. And of course I'm still like, I, you know, I took all the classes that I needed to graduate, but by my senior year, I was literally just free period every day. Like, I literally did not need any of those classes, like any more classes. Cause it's like, oh, you have to take Spanish a second, third year if you want to go to a good college and take a physics class. And I'm like, well, I don't want to go to college. And they're like, oh, okay then. You can take dance, I guess. <laughs> so I had a pretty easy senior year, at least academically, if you know what I mean. So I, Greg gets me a job at Walmart. Super cool. We're working together. We're saving up. We plan to move in, I want to say August or September. But I can't remember if it was Greg or Kim. One of them is like, I'm not ready. I don't have enough money. We should save up more. And so I'm hesitant, but I'm like, cool. We save up more. By September, when we're really talking about moving, uh, Kim was like, I have like $300 in my bank account. And we were like, mm, <laughs> that's not enough to put down a down payment or anything. So it became pretty clear. And also Greg's sister was going to come with us to at one point and then left at one point. And so we had lost two of the four that we might have been moving out with at that time. And it was just me and Greg. And we were like, well, fuck it. Let's find a studio and, and move together. And so we did all the research. We, we went and toured with my mom a couple times, just by ourselves a couple times. And we found this place right by Hollywood. Not the nicest neighborhood, but perfect. Perfect studio. Great brick walls, like exposed brick. A kitchen with a lot of them small studios that were like a thousand dollars had no kitchen we really wanted a kitchen so we got a kitchen a bathroom it's a studio so you know it's just one room but we have a big closet couple closets actually we're like sick we we did it we put down we were like yes we want it we went to the bank right by there which i'd been to many times since then and we were like let's get our, our money out so we I, I drained my entire bank account for the d deposit to put down and we're still working at Walmart this time. And we're like, let's do it. So we have, I think, a month before moving, I believe. I don't remember. But that's when we're just, you know, we're saving up, we're working. We, ha we were going to put in our 20 days. We were just going to commute, which we did for a while. And so Greg and I are doing it. You know, we're together. We're in L.A. We're moving. My parents got a moving van. 
my mom said she hated the apartment. Long story, you know. She, she, you know, she has her moments. So she was not happy with the apartment, but we loved it. And I, you know, so this is October, like first we moved in or maybe September, I don't know. I think it was October. And then by the end of the month, she was working two jobs. She stayed at Walmart or first, yeah, she stayed at Walmart and then she got a job at Amazon. And then she was trying to work somewhere else. This was not getting hired anywhere. And I was like, well, we just gotta keep trying, you know. She put in her two weeks at Walmart and was like, I'm gonna put in my two weeks. And I was like, oh, well, uh, okay, me too. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll do it too. We were, I mean, we were commuting two hours to work at Walmart. And I sometimes they would, <laughs> I would go in from like the late, quote unquote, late shift, like two to 11. And then the next day they'd be like, or that night they'd be like, oh, we have no one working in the morning. So it's gonna be so bad, oh my God. And I'd be like, do you want me to work it? And they'd be like, are you sure? Like, do you really want to? And I was like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if it's going to be an absolute awful scenario, if no one's here, then yeah, I'll drive two hours at five in the morning after getting home at one in the morning. So <laughs> I kept on keeping on. And then our two weeks were up. We left. It was a lot. I, you know, I talked to my boss and everything. And I was just like, thank you for hiring me. He was like, you always have a job here, you know, good luck. All of them were very, very hesitant to support me and what I have going on. But nonetheless, doesn't matter. Um, we, I left. I was sad to leave. I really liked my, my people in my department, but it was still, we had to. And then so I went, we put our two weeks and we're looking for jobs. And she was working at Amazon, I think somewhere else, I don't remember. Oh, 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 that's what, she, I think she stopped her two weeks. She took it back and said, I can do that for you too if you want, like just get our jobs back. And I was like, I had saved rent up until the end of the year, till December. And I was like, I have time, I'm gonna keep looking for a job here. Uh, you know, I think I have enough time and, and money to do so. And she was like, I don't know. She'd probably do it. And then behind my back, she asked our boss for my job back, which I didn't ask her to do. And then was like, I got your job back. And I was like, um, I didn't tell you to do that. I don't want it. I told you I'm fine. And then so she was pissed at me, but whatever. We were like, okay, hey, whatever. Let me just say this now. I did the dishes, okay? I would do my own majority of the time. I did not leave them. If I did, they were rinsing or whatever. I don't use a lot of dishes, I don't cook. So really basic stuff. And every now and then I would do hers too because I wasn't working for that month. And I knew she was working double duty because she didn't save up as much as me and had more bills than me, which I acknowledge. And so I was like, that's rough. I'll do your dishes for you sometimes. Never heard a thank you. Never even heard an acknowledgement. She did my dishes one time and complained the whole time about how hard it was to clean my spaghetti-o bowls. Let me tell you, they're not that hard to clean. Run them in hot water and the spaghetti slip off. It's not that hard. You know what's harder to clean? Oatmeal. I'm getting off track. <laughs> I'm getting angry. Hold on. Okay, so. Greg comes home one night. I'm friends with a boy at this point uh, from Bumble. <laughs> we get a, we're just friends. Uh, so I hang out with him a lot. I'm meeting new people. I met this girl, Viola, who comes in later. And she's super fun. And he knows her from for other reasons I'm not gonna get into. And so I'm like making friends out in LA, making connections. 
And she's, okay, well, she gets back one night and she's like, we have to move home. And I'm like, huh? And she's like, I just can't do this anymore. You know, I'm working two jobs. Like, she was very like, it's about me. Like, I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I mean, I can't force you to stay. So that's okay. I'll, I don't know what I'll do, but I'll figure it out. Um, and I'm not moving. I would rather jump off a bridge. And so she's like, okay. I'm like, I need to go. So I go, I hang out at my friend's house for the night. And I'm just like, what the fuck am I going to do? And he's not helpful because men are never helpful. But I go back, we discuss, and she's like, you know what? I might not move. It's very like, maybe, maybe not. So I'm like, okay. I just cried in my car for hours, but all right. Sure. It's been a month. We've been here for a month. I remember particularly on Halloween, I left. She had been like packing stuff up, but then coming back. So she wasn't moving yet. She said, on Halloween, I went to my friend Mercedes' house, who I am still friends with to this day. And I go to her house and we celebrate. I drink my first White Claw, which was my first alcoholic beverage. Literally drank like three and did not feel anything because they're White Claws. And so we're having fun. It's Halloween. I'm going back that night. Again, I still have like two months of rent saved. And then that's what I believe when Greg says, I'm moving for sure. I'm not staying here. And I'm like, okay. And they tell me, and this was on Halloween, which is so annoying because I was trying to have fun. They tell me that they'll pay till the end of the year and then they'll stop. And I was like, well, I prefer you just like replace yourself with another roommate. But if you don't want to do that and whatever, then fine. That's, that's plenty, you know, two months of rent that you're not living there just to, so that I can look for someone is fine. So that is November. We already paid November. So it's just December's month of rent. By mid-November, I want to say, I'm still looking for work, putting in applications. Um, they're like, I never said that I would pay the end of the month. I don't remember exactly how it all went down, but basically they just say like, I didn't say that. I just said I, I already paid November. I told you I was moving out then. And I was like, well, you know, you really didn't because you said back and forth you weren't and you were. So it wasn't really set in stone. At this point, they're going to college by where we live. And also my friend Kim, who I mentioned earlier, is going to college with them because until the last minute, Kim was going to move with us. And so Kim already enrolled in school there. So they're both like carpooling. And so Kim would stop by sometimes and, you know, whatever. And so they were hanging out all the time. Both of my friends who I introduced them separately. They were both from different parts of my life and I introduced them because we had similar interests. And so she's like, I'm not going to pay it. And I was like, huh? So I'm back home at this point, like visiting my parents. My mom texts her. I didn't tell her to do this. My mom's crazy. And she's like, how dare you, blah, blah, blah. And this bitch has the audacity to say that she did everything for me, held my hand like a little baby, and that she never said that I was lying. And that, you know, all this crazy stuff, like, just, just not true. I'm like, just, you're just lying. And try, you know, she called my mom by her first, like, legal name. Like, she's some kind of fucking lawyer. I'm like, bitch, what? Bitch, what are you talking about? And so that was really fucking annoying. And also, I heard from another friend that she and Kim, but we're not gonna talk about that because Kim and I have dealt with our, our issues already. We're friends again. So, but at this point, we weren't gonna be friends anymore. So basically, Greg was saying all this stuff about how 
I'm messy. I never did the dishes. I don't apply to jobs. All I do is do weed and drink and do this crazy stuff and party. I'm like, you mean hanging out with like seven people max at someone's house with a pool and not drinking anything <laughs> or doing anything? That's a bum. That's someone who just smokes and drinks and parties while I'm putting in applications every day. And so that's when I was like, you know what? You screw me over with money, fine. You cannot shit on me as a person after you screw me over. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, that's not how this works, okay? You can either own up and be like, oh, I did this. I want to move because I don't have enough money because I have more bills and I'll move. And I would have been like, cool, obviously I'd be upset because you're leaving me in L.A. by myself. But, and you're the older one. But I was like, you know what? Whatever. You can't win them all. I, I would get that. But then to be shitting on me, that just doesn't make any sense. It really does not to me. So at that point, I'm like, okay. I don't like her. I unfollow her on Instagram. I unfollow Kim on Instagram. I'm like, I'm done. I don't care. Like, I won't put up with this. I'm going through enough. I'm in LA by myself in Hollywood. And as I said before, not a nice neighborhood. And so I was like, I'm over it. I'm done. So at this point, it is November. I paid my money for, I mean, the months are like, the timeline is dizzy now because it's been a while. But I, I paid my last bit that I had saved. I had like double rent saved, but when she left, it wouldn't pay rent. Now I don't have any rent saved because I have to pay back a month that she didn't pay. And so I asked first, I asked my apartment people if I can even replace her. And they say, no. And they say, you can't replace someone. You're only supposed to have one person. I say, no, we're not. There's like three of us on the lease because my mom co-signed. What do you mean that you can't replace her? You can only have uh, that person only Greg. And I'm like, well, Greg fucking left and I can't pay this. And they were like, I'm sorry about it. So at this point, I'm not even allowed to have another roommate. And they want me to pay double what I'm paying before because I don't have a roommate anymore. And I'm like, sick. Cool, cool, cool. This is a nightmare. And then I'm finally, so I'm working. I start doing Postmates because my friend Viola, who I'd met the thing, told me about it. And she went with me a couple times and like taught me how to do it. And would go with me a lot, actually, and just guide me through it. Because if you don't know, I'm a very mentally ill person. And Postmates is literally my worst fucking nightmare on paper. Which is driving and socializing and picking up food. Like, that just sounds terrible to me. And it still does, even though I've done it. <laughs> but she tells me how to do it. I'm like, fuck it. I'm grinding. And so I start doing Postmates. I make the $1,400 that I need in two weeks doing Postmates. Working the, the rush. The 5 to 9 shift, which is when it's like really peak, then going home and eating dinner, and then going back out at midnight until sometimes eight in the morning, just working my ass off to pay this money that I got screwed over to get. And then to hear I'm still being shit talked about for not being hardworking and for being a bum. I'm like, are you kidding me? I was doing fine. You left me. That's what made me have to do. Now I have to work hard. I was fine. I set myself up for success until you, you know, pulled my foot out from underneath me. It's like, yeah, I'm going to fall if you trip me. But I wasn't going to fall before you stick your leg out. And so I do it. I literally have to, I come in on Christmas Eve to my, my parents' house, celebrate. I had to leave Christmas night 
because I needed to go do Postmates and I'm doing Postmates in the rain on Christmas, just working so fucking hard to be able to pay off. I'm also doing TikTok at this point. So I'm taking like donations. I'm doing like anything I can do. I'm doing um, uh, like, like Venmo songs. So like you Venmo me a dollar, I'll make a song with all your phrases. And I did that for, for, a, for a hot sec just for anything really so selling paintings like random shit and then on christmas i decorate with viola who lives at this point in a house down at like a suburb a little further away from where i live like in the city and she's like well i want to live here this place is dope as fuck and everyone who's hating is annoying uh my lease gives up in february so if you can hold on till february then i'll move in and i'm like well legally you can't but fuck it at this point i'm being screwed over i don't care so I'm like, yeah, I can do that. So I grind hard as fuck. And actually in February, someone sent me $700, which is my rent, which I only needed half of it because Viola moved in in February. They saved my ass. Well, not, I mean, I would have been able to do it, but this was like when Postmates just started like being terrible and I could not make anything anymore. And so some godsend sent me money for, like they were like, God told me to. And I was like, whoa. God is like sick as fuck for that. And so Viola moves in. But but let's keep it on the record that I grinded hard as fuck for like like three months to make double the rent that I was supposed to make. But then this was like a, a, such a like relief. And so Viola moves in in February. Best time. I'm doing Postmates, but I'm only making half of what I had to make before. Um, you know, we're doing good. We're having fun. We are very good together roommates, way better. There's no, I mean, I thought I was good roommates with Greg before because to me, I was like, yeah, we're doing fine. I'll do your dishes sometimes. You know, we hang out, we play video games, but apparently Greg had a whole other story about how I never cleaned and never did the dishes. So whatever, like, you know, clearly. So now I'm like, well, now I actually feel like my roommate actually likes me. It doesn't secretly talk shit about me with my oldest friend. And so I'm cool. I have Viola now. So Viola and I are chilling. She works at LA Fitness. We have an LA Fitness in town, in like where I live. So she's like, I'll transfer. She's working at a couple LA Fitnesses. She has a cat. So her and the cat are there illegally. And then the pandemic happened. So right when things start looking up for me and all the shit, we go through this pandemic. And basically I'm doing Postmates at the start of the pandemic, grinding. And Viola files for unemployment because her gym shut down. And she was like, dude, unemployment's dope as fuck because <laughs> they're giving so much because like, they want us to stay home so we don't go spread shit. So she's like, I don't have to go anywhere because I don't unless ever grocery shopping like once every now and then. But the goal is to stay home. And I'm like, well, I'm doing Postmates and no one is wearing a mask but me. I have gloves, a mask, my Lysol spray, my hand sanitizer. I'm switching gloves. I'm switching masks. Like I'm trying so fucking hard for these bitches in L.A. And they are just like, mm, thanks for my chowmin and not wearing a mask, spitting in my face. And I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going to see if I qualify. I, I was like, there's no, Viola told me to. And I was like, there's no way I do because I'm doing Postmates and I've been doing Postmates. But alas, some fucking how, I qualified for unemployment. <laughs> so I'm like, sick. So we're being paid to stay at home. We're getting paid just enough to pay our rent pretty much and like get food. And so we're like sick. <laughs> that was like a weird period of time where it was like, easy but like still just like confusing like how long is this gonna last like when do we go back to work like just we're stuck together oh my god we're stuck together in this like little box luckily we like each other <laughs> luckily we get along and we're the same amount of like gross 
and so we're okay with each other but like still it was weird and so we are doing that uh part of the timeline is george floyd passed away or was murdered and we went out protesting early on pandemic masks and everything but still it was like it's crazy to think about in hindsight being around that many people during this but we were protesting and handing out waters and giving stuff and and making signs and, and trying to help the movement always and what's going on and so that was like a the only time in this whole quarantine that we were out and then immediately we're right back inside <laughs> right back to doing what we were doing um and then near like the end when they cut off the, the deployment it's like well the gyms weren't open yet and people still aren't wearing a mask <laughs> and there's still death rates going up and so and people in LA are partying and I mean you know every influencer that you've seen partying that affected people like me that affected people who live in LA that affected people who were like actually raised in LA and like actually went to school there and aren't influencers and are just people who live in LA that affected all of us <laughs> way more than anybody else and so people who party during the pandemic, that's why I got beefs with them. So basically we're like, all right, I came home for Christmas, after, you know, at the end of this year or end of like 2020. And I um, talked to my dad and he was like, you know, you can move home. And I was like, yeah, I know, but it was hesitant. And I, I did talk to Viola when I went back up and I was like, how do you feel about moving back? <laughs> and she was like, I, she was like, I knew you were going to say that. Like, yeah, it just... It feels, it wasn't on me coming in and being like, I'm, we're moving or like, you know, anything weird. It was just genuinely like, we can't do this. <laughs> we need, they're cutting unemployment. We're not getting, we don't have our like jobs anymore. I think the only thing we could do is move home and, and come back eventually, you know, when things are less shitty, which they still are now cut to the future. But, <laughs> but we're like, we're like, yeah. So we move out in, what month did we move? February? I think it was February 1st was like our move out date or like the end of January, I believe. And so I've, I had been home for a while because of Christmas and because of like, there's, I didn't really need to be home. And so I'm go, I go back up for weeks at a time with Viola. We drink, we make, we make little, little fun like shots and do shots. And, and um, if anyone asks, I'm 21, by the way. We do, <laughs> I'm not, but if anyone asks, I am. We do like, we make mixed drinks and we just, we just try to enjoy. It's our last like hurrah together as roommates, which we had been like, we went through shit together in this fucking pandemic, living in a box with a cat and eventually a kitten <laughs> that she got as well, who is the devil. And so we're just trying to enjoy it and have fun. And we're watching movies and, and stuff and just trying to, to just not think about life. Cause she's from like a more conservative family. So she's got to go back to them. And it's like, it's just rough all around. And so, we go back. I'm moving like during the month. We have our lazazas and we're tidying and cleaning. We still owe money. <laughs> but basically it was just to like cut off what we owe and not have to keep owing money. And so we owe money to them still to this day. And by we, I mean technically I and Greg because Greg's still on the fucking lease for some reason, even though Greg emailed them to make sure that they would not have any repercussions if I didn't pay the rent early on. Didn't tell me they did that. Anyways, ugh, fuck Greg. Anyways, Viola and I move home. I meet Viola's mom. We clean up. And then now we're here. 
I decided in January before we like we even started officially moving back, but we like knew we were moving, like I already said in our 30 days, that I'm gonna try to get a routine. I'm gonna try to fix my shit mentally and physically before I have to go back because if you don't know, I've struggled a little bit with mental illness and depression and anxiety, but I definitely think there's something else going on in there. And so I'm try- I need to schedule a psychiatry appointment still because I have gone to the doctor about possible autism diagnosis. And so I still need to, you know, do that. I also understand it's very hard for women to get autism diagnoses because no one listens to women because we pretend to be normal so people feel comfortable and then they're like well you're normal I'm like no I'm lying I'm lying to you I in my head I'm not going I'm not very happy right now (laughs) in fact in my head I'm really upset and so anyways that's a whole other other talk about my struggles with mental illness but I decided that I needed to get that shit in check and I still do but I started walking every day as you know I started podcasting with y'all aka literally just talking non-stop um it's just been a time of reflection. I'm trying not to beat myself up about everything. I'm trying not to be too down in the dumps. Um, because shit has just been kind of unlucky. And it's been back and forth of like, unlucky. My roommate leaves me and lies about everything. And so I lose my best friend and my roommate. And I lose money. And I'm working really hard and I'm grinding and I'm stressed. And then I get $700 from a stranger just because they felt like it. I'm like, oh shit, everything's going up from here. And then the pandemic hits. And I'm like, well, now I can't work because I'm going to die because these dumb bitches don't... And I'm going home and back and forth. And so I can't visit home for a certain point in time because I had been working Postmates before unemployment. And I was like, I'm, there's no way I'm not sick. <laughs> like, I'm going to get it. And I'm probably going to be asymptomatic and get my 60-plus-year-old parents sick. So another down. And then, you know, we got unemployment. So we're like, okay, cool. We're going to stay home. We're going to be safe. And then, you know, like Black Lives Matter is a huge issue. And we're like, yes, we have to speak out about this. But it's still heart-wrenching. It's still terrible. It's still, like, hard to even understand. Obviously, we're both white. So we're like, we don't know the real struggle. But we, we're trying. And it's, it's a lot. It's very draining. And it's marching and walking and supporting and, and buying from Black-owned businesses. Which isn't a down. It wasn't like a... I wouldn't compare that to any of the negative times in our life, but it was just a lot. It was a lot going on at that time and still is always going on. But where was that? And then there was a long period of just like in quarantine together and in quarantine and dealing with life inside of a box and then cutting unemployment, getting rid of that so that we have nothing anymore and our job's not coming back and having to move back home was a big low and a big, you know, hit to the ego and the pride because everyone's like, I thought you were in Hollywood. You're going to become a star. Even though I know that's not my goal. Even though I know I didn't move out to be some influencer. Even though I know I just wanted to work and live there. It's still hard to be like, what thinking people think about me now that I'm home again. And now that I'm back to being a nobody. But it's like, I was never anybody. <laughs> just because I lived somewhere else doesn't mean I was like a star. I'm doing the same shit here as I was there. Except now I'm walking, (laughs) so I don't know. It was just a lot mentally, but, you know, it's starting to look up. I'm able to see my friends a lot more, my hometown friends. I have become friends with Kim again. It's still fuck Greg, you know. I don't plan to talk to Greg again, ever. But 
it was definitely a lot and <laughs> I'm sure it was for a reason but obviously I was down about that for a while but now it's I'm eating my better I'm on if you follow me on TikTok you know I'm on kind of like a health journey not necessarily like a weight loss journey because I've definitely overcome a lot of eating issues I mean I don't know what to call it because I've never been diagnosed but I was definitely really thin in high school and I thought I was completely overweight and now that I am actually like gaining weight I'm like I have no idea what I look like and I I have no idea why I thought I looked big then because I look big now but it's like well how big do I really look now if I thought I was big then but I know I'm big <laughs> because my mom talks about it but nonetheless still it's like whatever I just I'm not trying to lose weight is my, my bottom line is like I'm just trying to exist and be healthy and be able to walk and and do stuff and if I can do the shit I want to do and be the weight I am then I don't give a fuck what the BMI test says because I'm fine and I'm, I'm doing fine and that's what matters to me I don't care about being skinny and being a model because even though I think I want that sometimes and I think we all do I really don't <laughs> I really don't want to be a hot girl that guys like because I hate guys and especially guys that are superficial and only care about you when you're skinny I fucking hate those bitches so why the fuck would I want to be skinny for them? And I'm not saying every skinny girl does it for them. Obviously that's not the case. There are plenty of skinny people who just exist and have to deal with that shit. And I feel for y'all, but nonetheless, cause I've been skinny and I've been a little fatty. I am very diverse, but nonetheless, <laughs> my point is I'm home now. That's how I ended up where I am now. I don't really know what my plan is. I know Viola and I obviously are still friends and we still talk. And we still want to move back out together, but will it be that apartment or will it be a house? Will it be just us two or will it be more? We don't know. And I mean, I'm not working right now. I'm just working, doing stuff for my parents because believe it or not, they're kind of hoarders and they have issues. And so right now I'm, I'm just kind of trying to clean, help them out with their stuff that I'm not going to get into because this isn't <laughs> exposing my parents' hour. But nonetheless, they definitely need need me. I mean, not say like they needed me, like I'm a godsend for my parents. But I'm definitely helping <laughs> and fixing some things that needed to be fixed and at least boosting morale. So everything happens for a reason. Maybe that was it. Nonetheless, and, you know, with my friends again, and I'm glad to be home and be able to see them more. And the pandemic seems to be coming to an end slowly but surely. Vaccines are being administered. My friends, a couple of them have the first dose. I'm trying to get the first dose. If you haven't noticed, I'm extremely unessential because I'm unemployed and young. So I'm not exactly first in line. My mom has the first dose. My dad and I are gonna loiter around CVS tomorrow and try to get a dose if they have any extra. And just, you know, if we can get vaccinated before my birthday or whatever, my birthday's in May, then maybe we can do a camping trip with my friends and just trying to enjoy things that we haven't been able to enjoy for a while and I think it's important for all of us to realize that this shit has been wild as fuck and that no matter what part of life you're in right now if you're old as shit if you're middle-aged if you're a teenager if you're in your 20s if you're a fucking baby if you're in school if you're in elementary school if you're in a high school and you're a senior or junior your shit has been rocked period everyone's shit's been rocked some more than others obviously people have died <laughs> if you died your shit's been rocked the hardest and that's extremely tragic and terrible. People who have gotten sick and gotten diseases and have gotten worsening health issues for the rest of their life from this, from this illness, from this virus, 
obviously that's the worst, <laughs> but every single person is obviously going through something and it's weird and it's unprecedented. We don't have a guide for this. So I'm telling you what I tell myself, which is be patient with yourself, be patient with people around you, try to spread positivity. And I'm not talking COVID tests and just focus on yourself right now. Okay. Focus on bettering yourself and don't think too much about your future <laughs> because it's just been weird. So obviously, oh, I'm, I'm applying to schools and everything's crazy. Just don't stress it that hard because you have to understand this shit is wild. Everyone is fucked up from it. You're not the only one. And we're all getting through it together. And it looks like there's light at the end of the tunnel finally. So just keep that in mind to keep you going. Because that's what I do. So that's where I am now. <laughs> walking around my, my neighborhood. I'm talking to y'all. Walking every day. Even when I'm not recording. Walking my dog. Seeing my friends on occasion from a distance with masks on. Um, making videos on the internet. You know, dealing with trolls. <laughs> it's just... It's, it's, it's not exactly a glamorous lifestyle. I'd much rather be working, living on my own, making my own. But everything happens for a reason. And there's no, there's no point dwelling on what you could do or should do. Or what you should have done then. Or blah, blah. There's no point because this shit's weird. And there was no way for any of us to predict how this would go once it happened. So we just got to keep on going and keep doing what we're doing. At least that's what I'm doing. So, yeah. That was a long period of me talking. So I think maybe you should talk now about... Um, <laughs> did you hear my water bottle open? You should talk now about your what you're doing right now. I would like a list of three things that you're doing at this moment to better yourself or want to do and go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Fascinating. You go girl or whatever you are. You go person. So out of breath. That was definitely the longest span I've talked without taking like those water breaks where I asked you guys. So sorry, I didn't pass the mic to you as much, but technically it was uh, me giving my life story, or at least giving my my seven or eighteen and nineteen year old. That all happened in like two years. Oh my gosh, this entire span of the story, other than like when I'm talking about high school, is two years. Like <laughs> that shit feels like a lifetime. This is so weird. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Anyways, <laughs> that has been my life story. Um, <laughs> I can get into, you know, my high school experience and my mental health experience another day, but that is just like the gist of it. Um, uh, excuse me. I hope you guys enjoy listening. I definitely enjoy ranting and talking. Obviously, that's why I do this, but I hope if, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there was a lesson at the end, but it's like, whatever. It was just me talking. But I hope you took something from it, I guess. And I hope you continue to thrive throughout the end, hopefully, of this pandemic time. And I wish you well. Thanks for listening. I'll see y'all. What is this being posted? <laughs> this is a Saturday. So I will see y'all till Tuesday. But I'll see you Tuesday. Bye-bye.